Hello, this is Tom McCaffrey. You're listening to uh, Last Exit to Brooklyn podcast on Storic Media Podcast Networks. This week, we have a great guest, comedian John Fish. I hope you like it. It's great. Everybody, how you doing? Welcome to uh, the show, Last Section to Brooklyn. How are you? We're all here. How are, how are you guys doing? I haven't seen you guys in a little while. Yeah. Alex, Eric. Yeah, good? good. I went. Uh, uh, we just celebrated your birthday, Tom. Uh, I, one thing, one notable exception. Um, Eric uh, didn't make it. Uh, mm-hmm. Explain yeah. yourself, Eric. What, that was by that you? was by choice. That was by choice. I, yeah. yeah, you live in the city. I came. Oh, really? I thought Jersey. you were kidnapped. <laughs> no, I was. I doing something on the road. Believe it or not. So I really. Uh, yeah. Good choice. Good decision. <laughs> <laughs> you were doing um, comedy on the road. Sorry, I just no, yeah, no. It's, um, sort of. Yeah, Eric. I'm a little pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> you missed a good party. It was a bunch of dudes. Oh yeah, sword fight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. Like, it wasn't like a party. It was kind of like Fight Club, <laughs> passive aggressive Fight Club. Um, so well, we can argue about that later. So yeah, we uh, we have guessing. a guest. Uh, we have a great guest, a comedian. Uh, he's been on uh, Late Show with David Letterman. He was on Late Show with Stephen Colbert. He's been on Comedy Central. Great comic. Uh, he's great comic. He's been on. He's been on a lot, a lot of different things. He has two albums. He has a podcast called Spiraling Up. Um, everybody, please welcome the great John Fish. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you guys? Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, thank you. This is uh, this is fun. Um, <laughs> so we we were, before we started. So I met you about. Uh, let's go right to the beginning. Um, yeah, I met you in the eighties. No, I think we met. <laughs> I think we met about two thousand three ish. That you sounds from, about right. Did you um? Did you start in Boston? I started in Boston. Uh, probably about three, four years there. And then when I moved to New York, uh, 2001. Cause I remember, are you from Boston or did you start there? Yeah, no, I'm from the burbs. Yeah. Okay. And so how was it there? I mean, that's a, I mean, obviously that's like a great comedy town. It was a great place to start and you just had to get out at a certain time. Otherwise you can get locked in. You get too ingrained in the system. I think I left right at the right time. Um, and you, because when I moved to New York, I was treated like I just started. Mm-hmm. I was grouped uh, with like newer comics, you know, which was good, right? Because you already it's good and it's bad. Doing. Yeah, yeah, it's good and it's bad, but mostly good. Yeah, yeah. I had the same thing. I was in. A, I I did comedy for like six months here, and then I went to L.A. for a couple of years, and then I came back, and it was like I no one knew who I was, and yeah. I was considered like new, but yeah, I was pretty good, and um. You, you know, you can tell if you're if if you perform and people think you're pretty good because I would always notice there's two questions people ask. First one's always um, how long you've been doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a good mark of like, yeah. and then the other one is how old are you? <laughs> <laughs> I remember having one where like I had only seen somebody with at um, like the coffee shops and the the cl- the we didn't have bringers. I mean, we didn't have. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, mics Arf? like they have now, right? Yeah. We used to have like, they, it would be like a booked bar show, but just comics would be there. We'd be like, should we just do our jokes for each other? Okay. <laughs> and so like, I remember doing a set and coming off and I think it was like Carmen Lynch <laughs> who I'd only seen at those other bar shows. And she was like, Oh, you're, a, you're like a comic. Yeah. You know? It was like, we were at the comic show. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, you know, but like when you're doing it to no audience, it just, everyone sounds like an open biker. Right. Right. And so I remember I had that for a little while. And um, so, yeah, that's interesting. And did you come here when you won like the comedy central thing? No, the I comedy came of the laugh riots. Yeah. I won it. I had moved here. I had been here for, did you guys, Alex and Eric, they had this thing. Never heard of it. Comedy central oh, yeah. had this thing. I remember that. It was like a contest. 
called what was it like laugh riots comedy central laugh riots i had done it in boston before i left i might have been the first year and eugene merman won it in boston oh i do remember someone won the whole thing that i don't know if he even does comedy anymore i'm blanking on his name um, did you you so did you because they would have semifinals in a bunch of different cities yeah, like 10 different cities yeah. and then the winners of that would go to the finals yeah. in LA did you go to the did you go to the finals I went to the finals there were two New York ones my year I I was there was one that was in the city and one that was at Rascals in New Jersey yeah when the Rascals in New Jersey one and uh yeah we went out and it was a debaucherous weekend too like I remember, like the, we LA. ended up like nice. playing, yeah, in LA. We were at this like club, key club, and it was all fun, you know. And like I remember, also like I remember, like when I had big shows, I would dress up like it was my bar mitzvah almost, <laughs> you know. And there were all these other guys there, like just like wearing like cool, like Victor Vernado was in it, and he was just like wearing what he would wear to a club. And I was like, oh, that's what you're supposed to do, not like oh, did you dress up to for meet the your ad- girlfriend's yeah. family? <laughs> <laughs> you have a suit on? Nothing like that, but just like shiny black shoes, slacks, <laughs> a, a shirt with a collar, like stuff I never wear, you know? And like, I remember when I went to Montreal, like shortly after that, seeing comics that were dressed up. I remember talking to Lucian from the comic strip. You remember mm. Lucian? Yeah. Um, and I was like, what do I wear? He's like, wear that. Like what I was wearing on this Thursday night. I was like, uh, oh, okay. He's like, yeah, wear what you, you're going to perform in a club wear what you wear in a club. And I was like, oh. And then when I went up there, I remember seeing people in like suits and gowns and stuff at like a club show because it was bigger than it was oh. to that. To the, you know, you mean bigger in, in, in Montreal, that's how yeah, they were? Just a, oh. Yeah, yeah. So I was kind of doing that. I wasn't like all out in some suit or anything, but like I was yeah, not dressed like myself. I remember one year I was like, you went to the, did you do the, the Aspen comedy festival? I did do the Aspen thing. Yes. And I had to wear one, whatever because you, they lost our luggage on the way. Oh, <laughs> uh, there you go. But I remember I was like doing auditions for that and they were like, and I was just wearing what I would wear. And yeah. um, they like called me, one of the people who was like on the committee and they were like, yeah, you know, why do you, one of them was like, Hey, dress for success, Matt. Cause I would wear like, um, hoodies <laughs> yeah. and I was like, well, I mean, this is kind of how I dress, you know, I don't really... that, now that you say that there is a fine line. Cause I remember doing a Letterman audition once and I got out and either Jeff Singer or Eddie Brill was like, Hey man, I don't know. Just don't wear a, a t-shirt, yeah. <laughs> any old t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I remember another time we were auditioning at comics for, uh, I think it was like Ferguson or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I remember being back in the green room and I just got in this new Levi's t-shirt and I was like, I'm gonna wear my new Levi's t-shirt. And Pete Holmes was like, great set, man. I was, I knew you didn't give a fuck when I was like, look at this guy wearing this shirt, <laughs> <laughs> whatever rolled out of bed. I was like, this is my new shirt. Yeah. <laughs> And then I remember they were like, you know what? We're going to use it. Like the woman said later, she's like, we're going to use it. It's going to be like your character. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, man, I really like, uh, I didn't know I, but I I think I was doing it kind of like that to be kind of like, like, I don't know Have you guys ever had that where you're like conscious of what you're wearing. Like, have you made decisions about what you're, because I think I was kind of like, I'm just going to wear what I, maybe to just kind of show myself and everyone I didn't really care, you know? Like, not that I didn't care, but I just wasn't like all worked up about it. You know what I mean? Um, well, I think, I think where, sorry. sorry. No, go ahead. Right, dude. No, wearing a suit on stage, I always thought it was kind of difficult. I mean, yeah, you, you do it sometimes, right? You do some corporate gigs and everything, right? Um, I have, I only do it when they're like, we need you to wear a suit. Okay. Right. Um, and the last time I remember, I took a picture and I was like, "You pay me enough, I'll wear I'll wear a tie." You know what I mean? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> but right, like right. in general, anytime I'm going to something, I find that these days, if you someone's in jeans and sneakers at the place, like you, and I feel like an idiot when I'm overdressed for a scenario. I always yeah. used to. My theory was always like, I want to look like I care, but not that much. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you're right. There is a fine line because. Um, yeah. And the, I guess you're the talent. Thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's when almost you worse so, to overdress because, like, you don't want to make it look like, like, especially comedy. You don't want to make comedy look hard 
or like like it takes like a ton of work and like yeah. oh my my uh, I need a pocket square and the belt needs to be matching and <laughs> you know if, I mean some guys get away with doing like like sure. a style like that and that's like part of it but I don't know that's definitely not like your standard white guy thing I feel like that Comedy Central laugh rights thing in L.A. was the first time I met Pat Dixon and he mm. was wearing a suit. Right. Years yeah. later, I had uh, my first podcast in the tank and we had Pat on and he told us that it was because he used to dress so shitty, but he didn't understand that he was dressing shitty. He was like, this is how I dress. He would show up in like a t-shirt with mustard stain and sweatpants and Timberlands and just look awful. Like, and people would be like, what are you doing? So he just <laughs> went and bought like a $200 suit and wore it every show. So no yeah. one could say anything. You know, he doesn't go halfway with anything. It's yeah. Just one extreme to the other. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, fine. You don't like the mustard stain? I'll get a, I'll it's get a pajamas or a three piece suit. Because yeah. I do, yeah, he was a guy who kind of made it his thing. That he, yeah. yeah. And it, it always, the suit thing, when I would see people do it, it just always felt like, you know, you know, when, when I was like around doing comedy, like the alt scene was becoming really big. So that I think I kind of got caught up in that, and that yeah. was very alty to just be like, I don't care. I'm just wearing my fucking like sweatshirt. Yeah. So like, th- the suit felt very like, yeah, that was that. That was yeah. old yeah. style. Comedy. It always was especially like a Dennis, Miller, Dennis Miller thing, right? Yeah, yeah. But especially in the city, you're like running around to do three sets, sweating to get to the stage. You only want to be in a suit, you know? Some guys yeah. pull it off. Tony Dale pulls it off. Des Bishop pulls it off. Yeah, like certain people pull it off. Mm-hmm, yeah, sure. it's if you if you like commit to it, I think it's fine. Yeah. So, so when you all right, so you were in Boston for a while, then you came here. What was your? So I know you said when you came here, it was like you were starting over again, but it's kind of happened kind of fast, right? Because you if you were doing, I like I remember when you sure. were like you. I think you moved here maybe like a little after I did. I moved here about like two thousand two was doing comedy. So yeah, but I remember I you kind of were one. Um, so, yeah, I moved here the same month as Ophira Eisenberg. I remember we were both at that Gershwin hotel watching like a Patrick Borelli show, like on the first day that we showed up. And I was like, she has, I just moved here energy. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, I got to know her and stuff. And it was like, yeah, I remember we, uh, let's I remember see, that uh, show. That was like, that was kind of a hot it was show. A great show. Yeah. Um, Berbiglia was about six months ahead of me. And like, yeah. I remember auditioning for comic strip and like, doing fine but i think he got me in because he was already getting managed by lucian and stuff Mm -hmm. and so like i already had that club before i had even signed a lease so and i knew it was a big deal but i didn't know how big of a deal that would be to help me just get some footing to get like a real set a week yeah because people don't um back then at that point the comic strip like you remember this era like the comic strip was like I mean, I kind of, it's kind of akin to like what the seller is now, right? I mean, it was kind of like getting in there yeah. was a big deal. It was kind of It was of a big like, deal. The shows were awesome. Like back then on the weekends, like Stand Up New York, Comic Strip, even Dangerfields, Gotham was a little club on 22nd, you know, and the comedy, like the comedy seller had the mystique and the honor, but it wasn't the easiest kill. Oh, yeah. No, you know, all those yeah. other ones would be packed. You could make a tape. It was great. It was great energy. You'd run right. around, you know. And the strip was um, definitely like one of the main, like big, the best. Yeah. There was nothing like killing there on a Saturday night. So it was yeah. like a tough. I audition. I remember, like, I auditioned for it a few times, and like, she was. Uh, what's her face? Uh, the Starla was last me. Oh. Um, and then I find actually that's kind of what happened. Like I was really trying to get in there, and the, the alt scene was kind of becoming a thing. And I would do those shows, and then like. But everyone was like, you got to get into the clubs. You got it. Kind of was a, a good indication of how comedy was changing. Because sure, I would do the alt rooms, and I was like, well, what is this? Just like in the back of a fucking like. I didn't think there were any. I feel like I did them early on, and then all of a sudden they became like the hot shows, and I was kinda yeah. like, oh, cool. Like I guess I'm sort of like in here now. Um, yeah, there was so, no <laughs> one way to do it. I remember what like because when I was sort of running around in the clubs, probably like late 2000s, when um, maybe even after the after the turn of 2000 i'm not sure when it was but I, example was like sam Marill and joe Mackey used mm-hmm. to like do late night at the clubs Marill used to like work at broadway you know what yeah, i mean yeah they would and mark and norman stuff. yeah mark norman was running around like you just said doing the every ultra he was like i want to do a show i don't want to wait around and maybe do a show so mm-hmm. and and but and all three of them you know got to where they wanted to be working at these clubs it's just you know there's different ways to get yeah. to one way well yeah and that's a For good because sure. it was very 
when I started, everyone was drilled it into me like, got to get into the clubs, man. That's what it is, get in the club. And I was in L.A., and everyone was like, you're going to go to New York? Get in the clubs. Get in the-. And I was like, all right, yeah, get in the And then I would go to the clubs, and, like, none of them wanted me there. So, <laughs> And I'm, like, really, like, one of those people that, like, I auditioned for Star, like, three times. And, like, the last time, one time, like, there were, like, four people there because there was, like, a blizzard. And she was like, yeah, you didn't really get a lot of laughs. I was like, right, no one's here. So, um, yeah. And I was like, oh, cool, good, I'll build on that. Thanks for the advice. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then yeah, the they last... weren't great at noticing, because you're amazing, and yeah. those, the oh, clubs wow. weren't great <laughs> yeah. at, like, noticing something that was just a... They were like, we need you to be, like, something we know. Right. Yeah, thank you. And that's you funny, were different. That's in literally a way what that I like... said probably for about nine years straight. <laughs> 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 Where I'd say to people, you know, people aren't good at noticing things that are really good. But when I would say it, no one cared. No one, everyone was like, yeah, all right, you're great. Um, I think it, it helped over there to have someone champion, championing you. Sure. So, yeah, oh, for sure. I don't know. Did you have that time? No, I didn't. I had, and, yeah. the, and even what really pissed me off. Yeah. Yeah, that's how bad I did. I, I had three people championing me. No, I had no, I, you know, I was pretty new and I was very like, I mean, I had the attitude of like, oh, well, if you're funny, you'll get in. And you um, always had new jokes. So I remember you used to have that thick notebook, little, like, you know, one of the (laughs) wallet size or the back pocket size thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to do 10 new jokes tonight. And they were all amazing. Oh my God. Wow. That's so funny. Yeah. (laughs) You know, what's so funny is I remember you were, I like kind of, I didn't, I like didn't know you that well, but, um, you, um, I, I, get, I think I was like sort of intimidated ish because you sort of like, um, seemed, I don't know, even though you, I guess you were, you weren't here much longer before I was, but you were one of those guys that was in the clubs and everyone's sort of like, I don't know. And you do, you do kind of have a little bit of a bravado. Do you have people told you that? You know yeah. I mean? Oh, no. you're Never. very, co- you're very cocky. Doesn't he seem a little like, <laughs> no. like I don't think so at like, all. He, he, no, no. He seems like a confident guy though. Like, so sure. like, yeah. and I would go to clubs. My fiance always, says, really? you look like a dick when you take off your glasses. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no. And then I remember I like, I, I met you, you know, I, I kind of knew you. And then I think I, I talked to you a couple of times. So I was like, Oh, he's actually like a really nice guy, but you were more in like that. You were passing all the clubs, but then you would do like, you did Luna, which was like the Lovely. big, yeah. yeah, like that was like a big alt room. That, that was and like, I felt like that was every Monday night. And I felt like all worlds collided there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause alt was for a minute, like, when it started at like sort of like really out there, but then all just sort of became an alternative to the clubs. Like right. that's like you and Christian Finnegan that should have just been working at clubs. Right. Like you said, they were like, they won't give me stage time. So I'm just going to perform stand up in a venue that will. And right. then eventually w- you get there. Like Christian started headlining out of the city before they would give him a chance in the city, which is crazy. He was smart. You know? Yeah, yeah, and I think John, what, something what you said earlier about like how I I think a lot of people and not and I'm not saying any individuals, but like people that that end up in these roles of like picking a roster for a club. Not that they're all terrible judges of talent, but they I think like a safe. I can compare this guy or this girl to this person who's already successful or famous or or you know unknown entity. I think that the reason alt sort of sprung up in that era was like a lot of opportunity was created for people who weren't resembling any anyone else. And like you think about like if Mitch Hedberg did his jokes in front of, you know, some evaluator who wasn't right. just like in tune with his jokes that night, you know, you could literally you you could imagine someone's mindset being like, this guy's terrible. And I'm not I, I love Mitch Hedberg and I'm a huge comedy fan and all that. But I just I could understand someone evaluating and being like, yeah, and also, me of it. yeah, and, and also if you see someone you don't like, I can remember the first time I saw Norm Macdonald on Weekend Update when he wasn't the host, but not the guy, but he was like doing a guest thing on it, and I was like, what it like, what is that? Like, I didn't get it because I right. didn't really, I'd never seen it, and then later on when you see norm mcdonald and you know him you're like oh okay so this guy is just in retrospect that was amazing yeah 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 he's like the funniest (laughs) of all time it's (laughs) like when you yeah well now when i watch old things i'm like oh my god this is like unbelievable um but 
I do remember the last time I, I auditioned at the strip for Starla. Like I did well. I'd been in New York for a little bit. I had TV credits. Mm -hmm. And usually she would ask like, okay, what's the intro you want me to give you? And I was like, I'm gonna all prepared to give her my TV credits, but she didn't ask. So I never got to tell her that I had any TV. <laughs> and she was like, and I remember like, this was the thing, like I could tell she, I did well, cause she was kind of like, who are you? Like, who, where do you, <laughs> where do you get up? And I was like, settling. <laughs> well, kind of looking at me of like, you're good, but like, why wouldn't yeah. I? Have, I think she even said like, why haven't I heard anything about you? And mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know. Well, here's like, my intro that I wanted to give you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm so bad about that shit. Like I should have been like, why, well, you know, did it. And then when she was like, well, I just don't know. I mean, there's, you know, you did well, but there's nothing about you, you know, that's really like, you know, you're, and you know, the whole thing, you're a white guy. And I was like, hmm. And then that's when I was like, fuck this shit. That's when I'm you, never coming yeah. back here and, again. Then you uh, that's when you started you rapping. Black. Yeah. That's yeah, when you started yeah, yeah, rapping yeah. again. Exactly. Yeah. That's my rap career. <laughs> no, that actually was, uh, I think it was about six years later when I was <laughs> seven. But Alex, you were saying, brought up Mitch. Mitch there's so much folklore about Mitch mm -hmm. and, two things that stuck in my mind when you were just saying that one, like he was so different. And like Eric was saying, you need someone to champion you. Like that was the thing that you would hear about Mitch was that like, he wasn't working everywhere out there, but there were a few road places like Boise and you know, whatnot in Houston and stuff that loved him and really had him back a ton and, and got him there. And then the other thing was that his special that broke him. Yeah. He bombed at. I know he oh, like wait, bombs really? in that. Oh, I didn't. And know they, that. they 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 re-edited it so that it was great, which it was. But like yeah, he's on the really? steps in one scene at the end, like defeated, but <laughs> it doesn't look like that. He you know? makes he comments like, during. He keeps making comments about how bad right, they are. No, I know, but I always thought it was like odd. Oh wait, wait, wait. So yeah. That was actually like it wasn't like they brought him back and then they got his his fans there and it was his crowd. No. And oh wow, what a good job! No, yeah. he does bomb right. And I, do they make it that. look better than it is? It they, yeah, better. they make it look much better because it kind of broke him. And he also, I think there is something out there with the uncut version. I think there is. I think that. I've watched really? it. Yeah, I have yeah. to see that. That would be yeah. very interesting. It's yeah. really weird seeing, like, I, I've, you know, listened to his albums and, like, it's all his fans who love, and, you know, they know him and they love him. And then you, I would find other clips of him performing and he's just eating shit. It's so weird to watch him do the same things and he's just eating it. Because um, you're, I mean, it, that's the whole thing with, you know, comedy and that it's just so, like, some people people want see it if they don't understand and I, i've always said that like you know with a, with a lot of people i've, I've said that with me like when the, someone was saying oh we're, you know we're doing a show and we're getting when they would do shows where they barked people in off the street and i was like i usually wouldn't do well because there'd be people that like had never really been to a comedy show and then they i would come on and they would be like i don't know how to take this guy yeah like what is they're expecting da -da 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 -da. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah so what was your well, if you did that that wouldn't go well though <laughs> <laughs> and that is your opener right yeah yeah comedy. <laughs> um, so when you are so when did, did you do letterman a couple of times no um, i only did it once when did you did you do it with, right before he uh, like was done i was the last new person that eddie brill got to book oh wow what was yeah. that process like because i've heard from people it's a very like uh it can be a very arduous process it was crazy i remember like when i did montreal he actually had some jokes that he was like all right i like this one i like that one i'd like to break you so don't do another show and i remember i could have done carson daly and he was like well letterman likes to, dave likes to have you be the first oh. uh and uh, I didn't get on for six years. So I was like, oh, I could have oh, done wow. that. And oh, my the God. Experience. Yeah. <laughs> Remember Carson Daly had like a late night show for yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Last call with Carson yeah. Daly. Um, yeah. I still and think I just made the right thought, call on that one. With, yeah. But with that, like, I kind of thought, like, oh, I see Eddie around. He'll see me one night and be like, you're ready. And uh, I did a couple auditions and stuff. And like, I remember not doing well at one and just not but still having that attitude of like, Oh, it's going to be fine. I'm working every night. It's like, eventually he's just going to put me on. And then after like five years or something, I was like, I don't think this is going to, I think I need to actually do this. So I would like make a recording and mm. send it to him, get feedback, retool it, send it to him. Oh, wow. Wow. Feedback, 
retool because yeah, people don't realize that like what really goes into these sets. Yeah. Isn't it a lot yeah. of like the retooling where it's like don't say this and like say that? So, well, we luckily like between maybe how much it had taken and the year process, like we didn't have much to do. Um, there was only like. I remember he was like, switch these two things. I think that does better. So put the second thing third. And I was like, I don't know what it is about this joke, but the second example does better no matter what you put, which one I put in. <laughs> the other one feels better at the end. That's how I always do it. He's like, that's fine. And then another thing, he, the opener, I was like, well, I need this tag because if they don't laugh at the joke, how do I get to the other thing? And he's like, they'll laugh at the joke. Right. It was like he knew his that audience and stuff. Mm. And I was like, okay, it's going to sound weird. And it was fine. And, but the, like, other than that, like we were pretty good. What was that like? What was that like? I mean, were, were you someone who was like, gotta, my goal is to like get on Letterman. Cause I, yeah, I that talked was to Lenny thing. Marcus, uh, cause Lenny Marcus, I know that he was, when he started, he wanted to get on Letterman. Yeah. So you were, that was like, like a big kind of like dream yeah. realized. That so what's that like when you're standing there about to be, like, realize your dream? <laughs> you just it like, cool, no pressure. Yeah. Well, Moody McCarthy and his wife were with me. Uh, oh, okay. I was yeah, Moody. too nervous to have my parents come down from Boston. Uh, Moody loves this story. Um, and I did it and it felt like a dream. I got done and I like came out and like every, every, all like Biff and all the like people are there and Moody and Molly are like outside the green room. They're clapping for you and you get off. And I remember like hugging them. I'm like, that happened, right? It really <laughs> happened, right? Yeah. And then uh, I... I, I like I call my dad after big shows you know I called him he's like how'd it go I'm like it was great and da, da, da. he's like I'm outside like he took the train oh, down didn't tell me awesome. yeah and came in and then we're on the elevator down to the green room Moody was like crying was were like, you were you like crying I was just so <laughs> ecstatic I was you know and say. happy about it yeah but, uh yeah I wonder if I would it, cry I probably would cry in that I, feel like I don't I know if you can lot. like have you ever had like a I would imagine it's just like a huge adrenaline rush after yeah, you're done yeah. and it goes well you're like oh and my a crash God. too and a crash yeah, for you're sure, just for sure. you're so laser focused on this mm -hmm. thing for like you know well and for me it was years but like really laser focused for like a week like he right, was getting right, fired right. from that shit that happened. And, uh, uh, oh, and I, I got a call yeah. and I that saw Eddie Brill. I'm like, I'm, we're not friends. Like, does he want to talk to me about this? You know? And I was just like, hi. And he's like, you're doing Letterman this week. And I feel like I was like, I feel like Lenny, Carmen Lynch and I were like the last of the people that he was trying to get on. Ooh, yeah. He was like, yeah, Under because he like, really pushed for them with the new bookers those two he was so i think he got me on and then he was like i'm gonna try to get he didn't get them on but he pushed them on through the other bookers like i yeah. suggested them mm -hmm. so yeah so it was like a week of like you know just doing that set and then um you, you did, did colbert uh, yeah you did yeah. colbert like recently right so what was that like kind of like it was, uh, yeah. i don't want to say it wasn't stressful but I will say I invited my parents down. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It was still like, you know, but it was also like, oh, I can see this being something like, I'd like to have my parents here, like in mm -hmm. 10 years thinking about it. Like, yes, I would, mm -hmm. you know, I was able, they, my mom was like, aren't you gonna be nervous? I'm like, I'm gonna be nervous anyways. Just come down. <laughs> yeah. Do right. you get you nervous? Know? Plus it's the same place. It's the same yeah. studio. It's the yeah. same place. Yeah. 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 I get super nervous. I get super anxious. Yeah. Just like all the time. Cause I get super, <laughs> no. I, I get really nervous all the time. Just when people see me or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like friends of mine see me. Yeah. Yeah, family and friends is the worst. That is like the yeah. most pressure. Yeah. Even if like it's an acquaintance that just knows I've been doing yeah. stand up for like it's just four be years, judging you forever. I mean, it <laughs> really feels bad. It just doesn't yeah. feel. But but yeah, strangers are fine, and and also the finality of like this is going to air, like you yes. know, save for like I I open fire on the crowd or so. Like they're going to air yeah. this set, yeah. like you know, so yeah. it might. It might yeah. be, you know, something I don't like, which would, that would freak me out a little bit. Yeah. I'd, you uh, want it to be the audience, not like when, when it's somebody, you know, in there, it takes away it being yes. the audience. Correct. Right. It's, it's that would you, when you were doing it, like, can 100%. you even see the crowd? Like when you're doing that? Like, you or the can surprisingly in? see the crowd a bit. Cause it's a little brighter. I, I believe I remember, but, um, did you have a moment of One, like seeing someone you knew and being like, oh, fuck? No, but there was like, a couple, you know, there were a couple of people that I had in the audience. And then there were there were a couple of random people that emailed me later. They're like, hey, I was there today. You know, just yeah. a person I knew from life. Oh, um, cool. But 
once you get out there, I once I hit the stage, I'm 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 usually pretty good. And what and so like you said, the come down must be hard because then after that, are you like when you just do another show again? Are you like oh? Um, I had well, I remember after you're so loose and you're so happy to be doing jokes that you haven't been hammering right for for whatever it's been, you know. Um, So other shows can be pretty cathartic, in my opinion. Um, I because you can just let it go, like you just let it go, and you have you have all this confidence, you know. You have all this confidence. You're like, I just did the most stressful thing. It's like every time I did something bigger, when I when you go back to the other things, it's like, okay, I did that. This is like what I know, right? Right? You know. Um, And did it? Um, after you did those things, like um, were you kind of like, all right, cool. Now it's gonna like things are gonna change. Did did you notice? No, because I had enough friends that had you know I kind of had started doing everything like when it had like I did Montreal after the deals were drying up. You know, I did. You know, and and I remember talking like Berbiglia was always great at like putting things in perspective and stuff. And I remember he was like, you know, it's not like it was but they can never take this away from like he, I remember talking to him like on the stage and he was like, they can never take this away from you, man. Like, and it's like, Oh really? Yeah. You know, it's like that thing of like, I did it, you know, I feel like it's, it's a bigger thing for comedians to do that late night set than it is for the industry to take you and do something with you. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a question I have. So, um, do you so do you like doing stand up still? <laughs> That's so funny that you ask that because I feel Wait, like, ha- being, like I have a question though. Have you been doing stand up at all? Have you done any live I've shows? Been, I have not done I did two live shows and I've been doing, you know, a handful of Zoom shows a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's so funny. Was that a question that you have comics before COVID times or um like that I that I, I would think Tom would ask that. Yeah, I always know. I always ask if people like because I was just I, you know, I just did some shows in Minneapolis and I was there. Mm-hmm. There were some comedians on it that were like you know doing comedy for years and like are good and have, you know had TV credits and stuff. And I was about to go on and you know I was in the green room and I, it, you know, that five minutes before I go on. I mean, it wasn't even like that big a show or anything. But I was. Just, I always have that moment of like, why do I fucking do that? Like, why am I doing? <laughs> Like I don't want to do I and I always say that to I'm like I look at them because it, it makes me feel like less nervous if I'm kind of telling people like my inner diet monologue of like I'm like I don't want to do this and this guy was like yeah I, I don't I don't either and I'm like I go I, I hate doing this he's like so do I and I was like <laughs> really and then I start realizing like I think a lot of comedians don't like doing stand I think after a while do you have that at all? Or I mean, it's, I, I can't have, explain it because like I do, yeah, no, but it's very conflicting. It's like, there's nothing better for me than like creating some joke during the day and having it work at night and fitting it into my act. And it's amazing. Um, but I, yeah, I, especially with this break, this like, you know, forced upon us break, I haven't been like itching to get back on stage. Yeah. Like people have been doing these outdoor shows and I'm like, that looks very hot. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You know, like I'll do a laughter in the park every summer, but it's like one day it's like the thing of it. And like, and I was like, you know what? I I miss telling some jokes. Like I'd like to go do that as soon as the fall rolls around, you know, like I'm not like, I got to get out there. Um, When you you did the live shows, did you say any of your old jokes? Because I feel like I I did a few. They feel fr- a little fresh to me, even though you can't do a lot of them anymore. And you can't ways. do a lot of them, but I, there's, you know, there's, I don't think there's any way to be a comedian and not have something about what's going on right now, right? Or at least mm-hmm. like something new about it. Um, even just your situation, like I have a ton of stuff now about like just my new scenario. I just we just had a baby. I fell in yeah. love and within a year. This all happened, so like I've got all that stuff, and it, so it seems. Um, Fresh. Can, can, can you share that story? Because that's a well. Yeah. What did uh, you? Yeah. Are you are you married? Or are you he getting married? We are engaged. We'd be married if it wasn't for COVID. Ah. Uh, mm. And yeah. when did you have your kid? You just had it, right? Like July five. Oh my wow. god! Congratulations! Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. wow, that's Thanks. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Not even a oh no a month old basically. Yeah, she's five weeks Sunday this wow. last Sunday. And yeah. how long? When did you meet her, the woman? It's so funny. We're talking about it today because it's like we last june we met and then like so right now like we had been on a few dates and i was going to like cape cod 
right now. Wow. Like my family would go to Cape Cod. And I remember it was like, like I wanted to invite her, but it was too soon to invite her, you know? And I right. remember like, <laughs> I was there for like two weeks. Right. We talked on the phone once we were texting a bit and like, couldn't wait to get back. And like, yeah. How did much. you meet her? Hinge. Wow. Ah. That's a great ad for Hinge. By yeah. The way. Hinge. Yeah. Interesting. Hinge. Yeah. That's and the one I've had the most uh, luck on. Yeah, it's the best. <laughs> what, what does that one do? Well, I would. It would. It wasn't even so much um, that too. It was like mindset. Like I kind of changed my mindset. I even was like <clears throat> talking with a therapist for like a year about like about that as well. About what? Like, like about settling just, down. Uh, what was the phrase that we used? Um, <laughs> Deep in the very self helpy, but uh, dating with intent. Instead of oh, just like, right. like I used to be on these apps and just be like, all right, I want to remember that, you know, as a right. Yes, that's like, right. I think that's cute, me. That's a good impression of me at two in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember like I was at a certain point we were, I was like, I was like, I'm, I don't want to go on a date and like three questions in find out that this is definitely not a match when I could have asked that. I know. You know? Yeah. And so I started like asking stuff like, what are you looking for? Like, especially if they didn't, the thing about Hinge is that you put up the pictures like everything else, mm -hmm. but then you could answer some prompts and then you could put in. So like there was, there's like ways to like show your personality a little bit with these prompts. And then also like you put in like, this is what I want, you know? And if someone didn't put that, I, and I remember asking Lee, my, my fiance, you know, that, and she was like, Whoa, right out of the gate. And <laughs> like, but it was like, yeah, I don't want to, we don't need to do this any longer. Yeah. Right. You don't want what I want. You know, you did it. Uh, you, you got in like under the wire. I mean, yeah. you did it right yeah. because now it's like <laughs> dating yeah. and with the apps and oh, stuff it's it's already I mean, a nightmare. No, brutal. I mean, meeting someone now would just be, I mean, it, I feel like long-term, I don't know. Yeah. It feels crazy. You definitely got to be going back to, to old relationships. Yes, correct. Yeah. It's yeah. funny because, <laughs> I'm, um, I'm I, you know, yeah. I'm on all these, I've, I've been on these apps for years and I wasn't dating with intent and like, I, I mean, I was in dating with intent to like, just get laid and stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, it's not, that's so, intent. but, uh, it was funny. Like I finally realized like, you know, I go on these dates right. And like, I won't be compatible with the woman, you know, and I'm always like shocked. But then I was thinking about it and I'm like, why am I shocked? Like literally my whole thing was like, I can't believe we weren't compatible. I mean, like she had big tits in her picture. <laughs> <laughs> like, how did this not work out? You know what I mean, like literally, and I literally figured that was kind of what I was doing. Like, but right. this chick, like in the picture, like her tits look great. Like, right. Right. And it turns out we don't really get along that well. I don't really... Um, Get along with her tits, fine, but yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. so I, I, I just want to have a question. So you just had the kid, um, the baby mm -hmm. in July. Yeah, but this is a good time, I think, to have a newborn. I know people might. Some people may think not, but you know, you have a lot of time at home. I think. we were saying that today. You know, it's like we are fortunate to have this like time, this like time with the baby. You know, mm. but there's that underlying stress, like. It's we we say like every three hours we feed her, and every three hours we also stress about both being unemployed. <laughs> you right. know, so it's like right. we have this time and we have this wonderful time, but there's like that underlying stress of like, oh, it's gonna happen. I think that's just kind of like universally going on with everyone. Yeah. There's sure. oh, there's just a, this yeah. this like this vibe of like, okay, so how long is this going for? Like it's kind <laughs> yeah. of like um, yeah watching a bad movie that just you're like well when is this kind of end gonna end yeah yeah um, well it's not really that's not the greatest analogy, well, you can't but, walk out yeah mm -hmm. um so yeah that's 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 uh and it, it hasn't um like affected i mean because it's a pretty new relationship like being kind of like quarantine hasn't has it made it a little like oh shit like are we around each other too much <clears throat> i d like we are both in it you know how how, like, how soon how like long into dating were you both like okay this is this is probably a thing well i would say i remember when i was going to the cape we hadn't said i love you yet but i remember i i, I had said something like just kind of getting the like we're not dating other people thing out of the way i was like we're a thing right 
Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice yeah. So like we were like a thing, and I I think we were both. Beautiful. I think Shakespeare said that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I get teased about that all the time. We're but a it was thing, like, right? I think like even so, I think from that moment until the "I love yous" were said, it was like we're just waiting to say "I love you," and you know, from there it was like, you know, yeah, that was probably like three or four months in. So wow. is that a, is it true? Isn't it is it true where you know because people are like oh I I've been single for so long and then you, you meet someone you're like oh yeah all right I do see that this I is think different I've I think you both I think I've felt that way before and she's probably felt that way before but it there's like a timing thing and you yeah. both have to feel it you know yeah and then I guess also, if you're putting it if you're putting it out there like what you were doing because I someone has said that to me recently, like, you know, you gotta, cause, but I, I have kind of admittedly been like, I don't want to be in a relationship, but, um, <laughs> unless they have big tits. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't know that I did. That was just kind of a joke that that is basically like, <laughs> I really, of. like I had to have this moment of like, dude, I mean, you're just, you're just swiping on hot chicks. Like yeah. that doesn't mean you're going to like get along with that. They're going to like you. And I'm always like amazed that they don't like me. Like, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> I wanted to bang her. Like, how is this not going anywhere? Um, yeah. So you I've had like a lot a, of bad experiences. Yeah, and that. I know John. You have some. You had some material about dating. Are you going to lose all that stuff? Or probably. I was actually supposed to do an album on June tenth or fourteenth, and I was so excited to like retire that shit before mm. the baby came. So I don't know. I have some like I have some audio of that stuff from before quarantine. So I might try to work with it, you know, cause I had signed a contract with this other company to do a live performance. Um, so I don't know if I can put that stuff out, if there's enough to put out an album, although these days you don't need an hour, you know? So uh, yeah, right. I, I would like to put it out there cause I, I liked it, you know, it was great. It, it seemed disingenuous. It seems disingenuous to go up there and, and, and after having the baby, like doing a reveal halfway through, the day, <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah, that. Um, so have you been? That's another question. Have you been writing comedy, like being? I, ha I haven't been religiously doing what I used to do. Even like I was doing morning pages and doing uh, monologue jokes. Like Eric knows, like I, I, mm. I, I would love. Like, that's the other thing. Like I like just writing jokes, so I'd love to do like a monologue jo job. Right. Um, so I was doing that heavy in quarantine just to get a sample together. And um, with that comes, you know, writing the jokes and stuff comes and I'll do it. Um, I I've talked about this before. I remember talking about with Paul Hooper, hilarious dude, something about having the show gives you purpose. And so I don't have the shows like we used to, you know, I used to perform like six nights a week. So like you would prepare for those shows. Right. So if I didn't do that, I'm not like, uh, you know, um and i would do morning pages every day since we had the baby i haven't even been doing that i've just sort of really been enjoying this time right. so i will kick back into it and you know new stuff is coming at the pace that it comes when you don't uh kick your ass into gear but right. um but yeah yeah you had some baby stuff when i saw you yeah yeah no i've got plenty of, like I, it's all coming but you know you you get so much more output when you're putting in and what do you what do you do you like the zoom shows what do you what's your i don't know it's like it's it's definitely odd i was definitely hesitant but i actually like it there was something about like you were saying earlier that reminded me of why i like the zoom where it's like you're giving off this thing and you need the audience's uh, like approval which is like half of why we do this but there's also this thing of like you're just you can just put out what you want to put out and mm -hmm in the way that you want to put it out. You don't have to yell over table right. four. You don't have to speed up because they're drunk. You know, mm. you just sort of go and I, yeah, I like them. Yeah. I think I like them because, um, I think the, it's more the, about the joke really. It's, too. it's about the, the writing of the joke. And that's yeah. kind of what always, what I always liked about comedy was like the people I liked were people that I was like, Oh, I really like that, that the, the way that guy writes. But like, also like, I don't, you know, when that, a lot of times when I walk, not every comedy club, but there's like an energy in comedy clubs. A lot of times I don't, that makes me very uncomfortable. Um, 
And there's always someone there I don't like, you know, like someone who like works there who's like who we have a weird thing with who like has been ignoring me for nine years, you know, even like I've been at their house. Um, and then like the crowd, they're drunk and the, you know, <laughs> so you yelling, the people, some guys the crowd. yelling. Yeah, the, you know, the only things I don't like about comedy, the comedy club, the crowd. <laughs> people that work there so this is kind of perfect for me it's just me in my room saying jokes where no one can say anything back yeah. and it's just kind of like you know what this is like unbelievable like i remember the first zoom show i did some guy was yelling at me about my hat and i was and i just muted him and i was like <laughs> so i don't know i like you know i yeah. alex doesn't you don't really like i don't him, love right? him but i i tom tom is the biggest fan of zoom shows from a comedian that i know i mean i i you're the only comedian that likes. I've them. talked to a couple. Oh, I like them, kind of like. Yeah, okay, like Eric, Eric likes. Them and too. there's a couple. Eric's that... show was great last week. There you yeah. go. So Eric, your show was probably the first one that I did that wasn't like, "Can you do this show for my temple or my corporation or a clean show at six where I could try a couple dirtier yeah. new jokes and like kind of just let it rip and be free and like and like not have to do exactly it's like if i'm done early i can probably just get off early like, I'm worried about that <laughs> well, that's the other thing too you could just fi- and the other thing is like no, no nobody one blows is- a light on a zoom show yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one does. True. <laughs> that's but, a good um, tweet that's a good tweet yeah. <laughs> but also you have your notes right here and no one can see it i love it um, yeah i'll put the so the screen on one side and then the joke, like I had to read one joke because the wording was tough for like five shows. Yeah. It was great. It was great. It's great. And then like when you're done, you're just, you're home, you know, and, and no <laughs> one's killing, like, like people are doing well, but no one's like destroying. And then you have to go yeah. on. It's like, right, if right. you do bad, it's like, well, everyone kind of did bad. Yeah. That's kind of <laughs> the whole point of this. Um, if I can hear three people laughing, I'm like, man, this is great. Yeah. So. I've done a couple where they don't, I've done one where there's not even, um, you know, there's squares that are, uh, what, anonymous or, you know, no video or whatever, always. Mm -hmm. But I've done one where they just didn't have any up. Nothing. So no, and they're all muted and you don't see anything. So you can't (laughs) even, like, go to them or see people doing, people do this or, like, yeah, Yeah. That sounds great to me. Uh, (laughs) It's like talking to a boy. I'll put you in touch. <laughs> yeah, no, that probably and isn't as great as yeah. It but, was um, no, and that was what was crazy. It was like I had like I have my fiance in the room, so she's kind of like boistering me, and um, and that one we got a uh, a week later a uh, Amazon gift card tip. Oh, <laughs> ah. it, it went great from there. some <laughs> nameless, faceless person. Yeah. Right, right, it's exactly. Creepy. <laughs> no, no, it's from the organizer. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry, it sorry. sounds like you were doing Honestly. comedy at like uh, that eyes wide shut party. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fun. Um, do you yeah, remember that movie? Like there with the masks and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. All right, well, we should wrap it up. This is a pretty. Uh, we'll wrap it up. I got just got about a hundred more questions. Oh, okay, good, good, good. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I, I, told it, a half hour, so. I just want to. So your um, so your podcast is called Spiraling Up. I, yeah. I you you had a podcast. This is interesting. Like called In the Tank, and you were doing it like way at the beginning of podcasting. Yeah. Like yeah. you were kind of. I think podcast. I mean, obviously, podcasting was going on, but in New York, in comedy, it had not caught on yet because. Yeah. Like I remember when I started this podcast in like 2012, it was kind of like a big deal. <laughs> like it was weird that a comedian in New York had a, in LA. They were all doing it. So, what what made you start that? When did you start that one? I think I I think we started in 09, maybe. Wow. And did okay. you? So maybe you were like kind earlier? of at the beginning. Did someone yeah. say, "Hey, this is a thing that is going to be no. a thing"? Uh, no, I, I think my dad mentioned at one point, I think Robert Kelly had one and, um, uh, and I remember at being at the beer garden for Dan Allen's birthday and my manager was there and I remember telling him like, Hey man, I have this idea. Like, can you get me an interview at Sirius, you know, to talk? I want to like, there was all these interviews that comedians would soak up, like, was a guy david um I'm blanking on his name but he used to, he had like this series of interviews with like seinfeld and other celebrity comics mm. but there was oh. not, like every comic has a story every yeah. comic has something interesting to say and i was like i feel like we i can talk to any comic and it'll be a, a podcast it will be a radio show for fans of comedy and fans of that person 
And he's like, nobody wants to listen to that. <laughs> Could you not have been more wrong. Boom, you basically, you basically pitched WTF. Yeah. Yes. He's like, Rogan. No. Rogan. Nah. We actually, yeah. like, I think Marin was doing, um, what was it called? Fresh Air? Air America? Uh, Air America. Yeah. Oh, yeah. America. Not fresh air, air America, <laughs> yeah, I was and like, uh, close. and I remember I think that kind of wrapped up, and he I think we had asked him to do in the tank, and then he was like I'm doing I'm trying to get mine off the ground or something like that. And, uh, uh, wow, yeah, see, so, that's because like, I, we I, I look back and I remember more. seeing you at like comedy clubs, and you'd be we you used and to Dan do it at comedy clubs sometimes. Yeah, oh, you yeah, and Dan Shackey would be there interviewing people, yeah. and I was like, what are they? You know, and I was like, oh, like that's a thing now. Yeah. Um. So spiraling but, up though, what? Uh, so what's the the change and wh- when did the that change? Well, I started that maybe two years ago, okay. and that was just about adding a mental health slant of just I talking about you know how people get out of rough spots. Wow, um, nice. That sounds really interesting. It was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Tom meant that. He just sounds. I have no. It, it's it's <laughs> yeah, great, yeah. and I just I've sort of changed a little. It's a little bit lighter now with like the quarantine and stuff, and mm-hmm. also like I having a hard time myself um, staying on track with it. I asked my friend Sam Rubinoff. We were going to do something else. Oh, Sam's together. great. Sam, oh, yeah, great. yeah, love Sam. We were going to do another a couple other projects together that got squashed because of Corona. But mm-hmm. um, so I was like, why don't you do this with me? So now it it's our podcast with the same name because I already had like you know, a certain amount of listeners and everything yeah. like a logo and stuff. So we're kind of <laughs> figuring it out as it goes. As you we guys go. were doing another, weren't you, weren't you guys putting up videos? Yeah, we were putting up videos and that was supposed to translate into a web series that we're going to do at not the video store, but the, the diner B and H. Yeah. Yeah. We were going to do like a, a kind of like a, you know, not Jewy kind of thing, but nice. Um, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, thanks a lot. We'll, we'll let you go. This is, uh, this is <laughs> thanks, great. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. Thanks so yeah, much. No, um, thanks for coming. This was it great. It was great talking to you. Um, yeah. Um, and so for, for do you guys have like a social media set up for the podcast or is it just follow <laughs> uh, you guys no, individually? Just, just you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Fish, Sam Rubinoff. Perfect. We have an Instagram spiraling up, but I, I, I don't think the entire... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just follow these two guys. No, yes. both of you guys are hilarious. I mean, yeah, I yeah. a bunch you of shows with are, Sam. Guys, uh, John Fish, uh, yeah, you're hilarious. Thanks, um, guys. Hell yeah. We didn't get into the story about, I want to talk about real when you did the show and Seinfeld. Were you like bringing Seinfeld on or something? And there's a oh, video yeah. of it. And he like. There's a video uh, of it because we kept talking about it on In the Tank. So I put the video. Oh, it. okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Doesn't he make comment on you? Like He did. And he was talking to like Lori Summer, I think it was. Oh, and, and another kind of um, comic that were, was in the audience. Oh, yeah. Wow. And so, and he was like, you don't know him. Do you know him? And she was like, yeah, I know him. <laughs> oh wow that's awesome it's kind of threw him off for one second but it was it was funny that's great so i'm glad i got to throw that story in <laughs> um, <laughs> um okay cool so uh thanks again and uh we'll see you guys next time thanks yes. for tuning in Bye, everyone thanks, last sex is in brooklyn